This is episode 42 of Two Girls Talking. It's Katie Kiley. I do Afternoon Drive at 971 The River in Atlanta. And I'm here with my buddy Melissa Ruggieri, the music critic for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and she also does the music scene blog at AJC.com. We are Two Girls Talking, and this week about something we know a little bit about, because we've been <laughs> to see the show before, but we really like the idea of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And we talked to Jeff Plate a couple of weeks ago, Melissa, Tell me about what your experience has been with TSO. You know, I've been seeing TSO since I was back in Richmond. I covered the show back, you know, from the mid to late 90s. I mean, really since it started. So you've seen it more than once. Oh, I've seen it many, many times. Okay, I've seen it only once. Yes, I've seen several incarnations of TSO. And, you know, it's a a similar show all the time, but yet there's always something that they tweak that makes it a little bit different, whether it's the album that they're focusing on, whether it's the production, because it's a rock show. Yes. It is a full scale, (laughs) like you're going to see Kiss, basically. The costumes, the the flamboyance the, of it, the lights, the, the lasers, sound. Yes. I mean, you know, and everybody on stage, you know, is like a hard rocker with long hair and leather. And, you know, I mean, that's just the whole look of it. And it's just a very cool thing. But then there's always that message that comes through during it also that the whole holiday spirit and, you know, being kind to people. And, and, well, and it's the audience is so unique yeah. from people that are 90 years old to five years old. It appeals to everybody. And that's what's so cool about these guys. And, you know, when their founder, Paul O'Neill, died a couple of years ago, there was some uncertainty as to what's going to happen because do we continue? But his family decided that, you know, of course, this is what he would want because he worked his whole life to get to this point. And the fact that it became so successful fairly quickly. I mean, the first year they were playing to, you know, 12 people. And then all of a sudden it just really exploded. And now for at least the last decade, they've had these two concurrent tours that one does the East Coast, one does the West Coast, you know, or the middle of the country, one way, the other way, because they cannot fulfill the demand because they can only really be on the road for a certain amount of time because, you know, it's a holiday show. So you're not going to start playing in March. (laughs) We really have November and December. We don't get you geared up until... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the tour does kick off November 13th this year, on my birthday, actually, in in, uh, Wisconsin. And it's going to be coming through here on December 8th for two shows. That's the other thing, too, is playing Infinite Energy Center in Duluth. A lot of these markets, they play two shows. They play an afternoon show. They play an evening show because the demand is still that great, which is pretty incredible, really. And we talked to Jeff about this a little bit, that a portion of the proceeds from every ticket go to a local charity. And that is a big deal. They've raised millions of dollars for charities all over the world. It's really a very cool and what thing. they always do is at the beginning of the show, someone from the band comes out, usually wearing a jersey of one of the local sports teams, and they present the check to whichever charity. That's what know. I was on the stage yes, for last Yes, that's time. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what you went to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, so get there early so you could actually see that take place because it's a heartwarming kind of thing. And it does sort of remind you that your money is actually going somewhere. At least, you know, a portion of your ticket is going somewhere. The rest is going to pay for this giant spectacle <laughs> that you're going to it's see that night. Show. It's not a cheap endeavor either. You know, I mean, they've, they've got a lot to think of the, the, the load in the loadout, the trucks, the lighting, everything. And again, doing it twice. I mean, that would be like having two versions of the Rolling Stone stadium tour, basically, you know, leapfrogging exactly. each other around the country that you've got these two full tours happening all the time and, and making money. And stuff. I mean, it's very, very extravagant. It really is. Well, let's hear from him. Hey, it's Jeff Play from TSL. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. We're doing fine. It's Friday, so it's crazy. <laughs> Eddie Money passed away, so we're a little bit, everybody's a little off balance, but we are so happy to talk to you. It's a full moon. It's Friday the 13th, and uh, who knows what else. That's exactly that's, right. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though, you know? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It sounds kind of exciting, actually. I oh, think really? so, too. So what are you doing during the full well, moon, Jeff? 
honestly, what I'm doing is I, I have a cover band here. I, I live in upstate New York. I have a local cover band, and we're doing a gig tonight. So yeah. it should be a good time. Who do you cover? It's an 80s rock band. A lot of Van Halen, Kiss, Motley Crue, Poison, all the fun stuff. Oh, that's very cool. What's the name of the band? Sun Sonic. Sun Sonic? Okay. Yep. And yep. as a drummer, you probably love playing Hot for Teacher. <laughs> oh, we didn't do that one yet, but uh, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Yeah, there you go. They're all fun to play. It's, it's just great stuff. What part of upstate New York are you in? I'm in a town called Horseheads. I am uh, just at the southern end of Seneca Lake. Okay. Well, you guys are so busy all season. I mean, I guess you have to take your time off when you can, because once TSO gets rolling for the season, it's just several months of nonstop playing. <laughs> You're not kidding. It's a grind, but it's it's all good. We've been doing this now. This will be our 21st year of touring. And this is the time of year when the, when the machine starts to roll, start doing the press. We get the set list together and, you know, get everything in order for the tour. Uh, rehearsals start at the end of October, and then from there on out, we're uh, busy every day. Yeah, the tickets went on sale today, actually, for 3 and 7.30 yep. at, on Sunday, December 8th at Infinite Energy Arena. So we're very excited about having you back. And you're doing a, a new production and some new songs and everything. So what is the rehearsal period like for that? I mean, when do, and who makes the decisions yeah, and when as that? to, you know, what you're going to do this year? Because I know it's hard after so many years to kind of keep it fresh because you have so many repeat customers. Well, this year we are bringing out the story we are, we are presenting this year is Christmas Eve and Other Stories. And this was the first CD that we released back in 1996. Mm-hmm. This was also the first story that we started touring with back in 1999. And this is the CD and the story that really put TSO on the map. So we, we did this story for 12 years. We broke away from that. We, we did the other records. The last few years, we did The Ghost of Christmas Eve. And uh, unfortunately, we lost our, our leader and our founder, Paul O'Neill, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But even prior to that, he was talking about bringing back this story. This year, his family and management decided it was a good time. So we're going to bring back out this story. And, and we can't wait because over the past several years, our production has just improved tremendously. So we cannot wait to bring the old show back out with all the new production and all you know, the new cast on the stage. I can't help but think as I'm listening to you talk that I've interviewed almost every one of you and Paul a couple <laughs> of times over the years, and you all have the same passion for this project. And I can't, well, actually, I can understand it because I've been doing radio for 37 years, right? <laughs> and I do love it. And it's the same songs, right? So I guess maybe it's the same thing. But explain to me, I don't have to work as closely as you have to do with this, especially the nucleus of your band. Tell me about that and what keeps you going after all these years. Well, I've had the good fortune of being here from the very beginning of this. I know it. And Christmas Eve Sarajevo was first recorded by the band Sabotage, which I was a member of. And, you know, at the time, Paul wanted to put this song on the Dead Winter Dead record. The rest of the guys in Sabotage, we all were kind of scratching our heads wondering, what is Paul thinking? (laughs) And lo and behold, this song, the, the album comes out, this song takes off in a completely diff- different direction and just explodes. So he was ahead of the curve. He was ahead of all of us on this one. He sure was. But, you know, we, we started out with a very humble production, a couple dozen lights, mm-hmm. a clock machine, a dry ice <laughs> machine, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of a sudden this thing just really took hold. And once people got the idea that the show was not only just a great show, front to back, Musically, it covered all the bases, but it was something you could bring your family to, you know, yes. your children, your grandparents, your 
your teenage metalhead kid and everybody in between, there was something in the show for you. So from my perspective, sitting on the stage in the middle of all this, watching it grow like it did every year, it, it's just been incredible. But I can't express enough how, how much energy and commitment Paul O'Neill put into this project. You know, I've, I've worked with the man for 25 years. So when you talk about the, the band members and their passion for this, we're in it for life. And we've been part of the grind and the successes, you know, and every once in a while there was there was a couple, we tripped up a couple times. But, you know, for the most part, this has been positive and it's a great thing to be a part of. Jeff, I would I would guess you, you had a very close relationship with Paul going all the way back to the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Yep. Well, after he passed, was there any ever thought, any consideration of not considering going on with TSO? Well, we all had to wonder. And, and the thing was, you know, what was what was Paul's family going to do? Because now they, TSO is, is now, now belongs to Paul's daughter and his wife. Mm. And you think of it in, in a realistic sense, there's a couple sides to this. TSO is such a successful band a successful company, so to speak. And we do these incredible tours every year. We employ a lot of people. We make a lot of people very happy. Yes. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, Paul's commitment and his passion, and he had this insane energy for this project. He probably, in a sad sense, he, he kind of worked himself to death. Mm-hmm. And he was so committed to this that I think he kind of overlooked some things that were that were going on with him that maybe he should have uh, focused on. But, mm-hmm. you know, so his family, I'm sure they were torn for a little while. But, you know, after the dust settled and, and they kind of rebounded a little bit, it was, it just made perfect sense. We, we need to carry this on for Paul, you know, out of respect. And he, he did a very good job of setting himself up with surrounding himself with a lot of very good people. Mm-hmm. You know, our management staff is incredible. The production staff, everything was in place for this to carry on. And oddly enough, Paul used to talk about that. His one thing was TSO, he wanted this to be something that was going to live forever. This is going to outlive us all, he would he would say. And, you know, lo and behold, it was him that went first. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wow. Okay, so now we got to take the torch and carry on for the guy. But, you know, obviously at first it was a little nerve-wracking, but once we got through that first tour, I, I knew we were in good shape and, and Paul's family is has been tremendous. They, they've been nothing but supportive and very positive for the whole thing. That's good to hear. That, that, that really, really is. is. Yeah. And one of the things that totally blew me away when I first spoke to him was, and, and a friend of mine, I just have to talk about Sandy every time I talk to one of you because she's been like 80 million times to see you guys, <laughs> was a huge fan of Sabotage. She posts, I mean, she's my age. I have to laugh. And she posts on Facebook, I got front row tickets to see them in Alabama and I've got third row in Atlanta. And every year she, she follows you and it means so much to her. And she's not a weirdo, okay? So I'm just telling you that. You're kind of a religious experience for many, many people. What blew me away was that you also take into account other people that are in need and that a dollar to two dollars of every ticket sold goes to charity. Do you know how much money now you've raised for local charities for the towns you visit? Well, right now it's over $16 million nationwide. Gosh. This was something here again, you know, you've talked to Paul before, so you you understand where this guy was coming from. He was one of the nicest, most generous, giving people you'll ever meet. And, you know, he just felt this is a a great time of year for a lot of people, and it's a tough time for some others. And a dollar a ticket went to the local charities. We hooked up with some good people. We know where the money's going. And this is something to help some people get through a rough time. 
you know, put a smile on their face, help them get back on their feet. And he would always say, you know, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. This is certainly the right thing to do. It's helped us connect with the communities a little bit more. We come back to your cities every year, and it's just a great way to to give back and, and show support. And it's really amazing, too, how TSO, I mean, I know it's been like this for a while, but the fact that you have two tours simultaneously hitting both ends of the country, both sides of the country, I don't think there's anybody else who could really pull that off. I mean, even even the Stones can't really pull something like that off. And how big is this enterprise now? You have TSO East and TSO West. Each group employs, you know, over 100 people for each tour. You know, when we first started this, it was seven shows in 1999. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to do this tour between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. The following year, we had 70 offers. And so all of a sudden, we were we had, didn't have enough days. So Paul was working with some people who were in, in, the, in the Broadway field. And, you know, they felt, well, TSO is not just a band. It is a, it's a show. It's an organization. It isn't any one person. So we took the original group, split it in two, and then filled out the cast to uh, command the other, you know, the other members of the band to put, put the whole show on the road. And it's been that way ever since. So now this year we're doing, I think it's 109 shows in 66 cities. Gosh. <laughs> you know, generally we do we do eight shows in five days every week. So not only do we have two groups to cover the demand, we have to do three days a week. We do double shows. And it's, it's just incredible. Having sat in the middle of this and watched it grow like it has, it's just been amazing what happened. First of all, in what is still happening, TSO is getting bigger every year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Here again, you know, Paul, he he intended to do this. Right. <laughs> wow. As much as we as much as we wondered what he was thinking and what he was up to, he knew exactly what he was doing. And, Hey, you know, I'm here for the ride. I'm, I'm in it for life, and I, I love every second of it. Uh, I lo- what a great tribute to him, too, and his family yeah. that you guys are. This legacy that, yeah. that he has carrying on. Well, you know, as you say, there are there are new people coming every year, and there are new grandchildren and children. <laughs> it really does get passed down. But for the people who have seen you several times and might think, oh, you know, I've seen TSO three times or whatever, what about this show would make it different enough to make them want to come out and see you if they have in the past? Well, it depends on when they've seen us. I mean, the Christmas Eve and other stories, like I mentioned, was the first show that we toured. Right. But we haven't we haven't toured it since 2011. It's been a while. And if, if, you, if you've come to see us since then, you know that the show has changed quite a bit since 2011. So with the advanced technology, the video, and you know just the production that we carry, I mean, literally, it's second to none. So that, along with the new show, every show that we play, there is. God, I'd say there's at least a quarter to a third of the audience who's never seen us before. And the ones who have seen us before, every show is a different show. I mean, really, if you sit in the arena in one seat in the afternoon and sit somewhere else at night, you're going to see a different show. This is something that uh, that was intentional to do this and, and create the show in a way that everybody's going to see a different show, no, no matter when they see it or how many times they see it. That's very cool. And how, how do you stay physically? Yes, and, especially you know, being a drummer. <laughs> right, being a drummer and, and playing two shows a day, as you say, you know, several times a week as well. I mean, that's pretty grueling. <laughs> well, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> I got to, you know, you got to be smart. I, I got to, I stay in shape. I sleep alone on the road. I, you know, you just got to behave. You, you got to prepare for this like it's a, like preparing for the football season or the hockey season. <laughs> yeah, or right. It is, it is a grind. But, uh, you know, I'm not the only one. All the other band members, you know, my guitarists on, on stage, down front, they're running all over the arena, all mm-hmm. over the stage. They're up and down on lifts. And everybody puts on 
some pretty serious miles. But really, it's the idea is to go out there and be the best you can be for every show. So we've learned over the years, you know, you got to be careful about certain things. But at the same time, I, I get my enjoyment out of, out of just having an awesome show. At the end of the tour, I can have my fun. When it's time to go to work, you got to go to work. Well, you've also got the best seat in the house. And, and also, and, and, you've got the, and you've got the other band, so it's not as if you're not playing when you're not with TSO. So that keeps you in limber, too. Chops up. That's right. Playing music is the best thing in the world, you know. And, and, and being a part of TSO, for people that have ever dreamed of doing something, and then you do it. Yes. And this is it. You know, when I was a little kid, I saw Kiss on television when I was like 13, and I said, I'm going to do that. <laughs> And lo and behold, all these years later, I'm part of one of the biggest touring acts in America and just part of an amazing show and organization. And it's, it's so cool, but there's nothing like playing music for people and putting a smile on their face and watching them have a good time. Well, that was fun. It's fun to talk to those guys anytime because they do so much good and it's just a joyful experience to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And the fact that he's an original member, I mean, somebody who's been with it from the very, very beginning and seen how this thing has escalated over the years, it's just really kind of a cool thing. It is. It really is. Well, you and I are getting ready to take vacations. I'm going, then you're going, then I'm going again. So we're going to be off for a couple weeks. We'll be back with some more good stuff for you. But in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can check out our Facebook page, Two Girls Talking, or you can email us at twogirlstalking11 at gmail.com number 11 number two you can find the podcast all those places you find podcasts but you know that because you're listening to us right now thank you